recorded live and at a regional dance competition's qualifying event in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. This is So You Think You Can Danica. and welcome to So You Think You Can Danica. My name is Danica. And my name is not. It's Devin. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm actually doing really well. How are you? I'm okay. Yeah. You know, it is, it is what it is at this point. Um, but I'm very good because we watched this weird movie. Oh my gosh. A movie that I thought I had seen before. Oh, really? Yep. Thought I'd seen it before and we just finished watching it and about three minutes in, I was like, I have not seen this movie. I don't know what movie I'm thinking of. Swing Kids, maybe? That's very different. It's very different. But yeah, I thought I had seen Baz Luhrmann's Strictly Ballroom before and I had not. And I will say, uh, it is my favorite Baz Luhrmann movie so far. Ah. I have a feeling that Baz Luhrmann's movies get worse the more movies he makes. (laughs) Having only seen three. I mean... Those are like the three big ones, so mm-hmm. I'd honestly have to look up and see what else he's done, because I know he's still around. Australia, Great Gatsby. Oh, I never actually saw Gatsby. I didn't either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after Moulin Rouge, I was like, nah, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about this anymore. No, I can't I can't handle the whole sing while dying thing, and I'm like, oh, no, yeah. please stop. Just be pretty and <laughs> I don't know. Yes, I have my own problems with that movie, but we are not here right. to bury the- <laughs> no. Corpse of Moulin Rouge. We are here to resurrect the corpse of Strictly Ballroom. I don't know. That was weird. <laughs> totally worked, though. Absolutely. I'm good at talking. <laughs> so we are going to the time machine. We're going back to 1992. Mm-hmm. And we're going to Australia. Australia. Yeah. The land of Lerman. Yeah. Yes. I like it. <laughs> the land of Lerman. Land of the Lost? No. Land of Lerman. Um, so did you want to do like a quick recap? Uh, um, yeah, I think we should probably just like quick yeah, just, credits. Just the big, big, big strokes, big, what broad it? strokes, broad strokes, broad city. No, broad strokes. <laughs> I don't understand metaphors and sentences sometimes. Fair enough. Well, like it's the broad strokes uh, of a painting, right? Like you do yeah. the broad strokes and you fill it all in, right? Yeah, so yeah. We're going to, we're going to paint this word picture for you. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, Strictly Ballroom is a movie... About dancing. How am I doing so far? Go on. You're uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, is a movie about our our hero Scott mm-hmm. uh, Scott uh, Hastings. Yes, they do say that like seventy times. In Scott the movie. Hastings. Scott Hastings. <laughs> uh, yeah, Scott Hastings, whose whose uh, mom and and uh, dance coach have been coaching him to win the Pan Pacifics ever since he was six years old, uh, and he he's feeling. You know, he's railing against the establishment and then he meets this this uh, new fresh dancer that he's like, oh, it's all about the dance. So it's basically uh, it's basically the dance establishment versus Scott and his new partner, uh, Fran. Scott played by Paul Mercurio and Fran played by Tara Maurice and, of course, Barry Fife, evil establishment uh, dance judge and creator of the teach yourself how to win dance VHS tape. Wow. That was amazing. Um, I have comments about that. Yeah. So basically it's like um, learning to love dance again and, and all the kinds of uh, shenanigans and it's, it's, it's behind the scenes look behind the scenes of uh, the cutthroat world of Australian ballroom dance competitions. (laughs) Yes. I love it. (laughs) Did I miss anything? I feel like I lost the plot a little bit. Uh, no, that was the basics. Broad strokes. Broad strokes, yeah. Um, so now we're going to go into it. Um, first of all, let's get some reactions. Reactions. What are your feelings about this movie? How did mm. it make you feel? It made me feel a lot of things. I have a, I have a complicated relationship with this movie at this moment in time. Um, but it is, it's a lot of things. And I feel like... Uh, I can't. I have to do this without slagging other Baz Luhrmann movies, but I feel like the the tone is so interesting. Uh, like the the heightened everything's heightened, right? Which makes sense. It's 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 ultimately it is just the Pan Pacific Dance Championships, but everyone's treating it like it's the most important thing in the world because to them it is the most important thing in the world. So everything's like Shakespearean and and and, and huge and 
And it's ultimately a very small story, but it's big because of the way it's made and the the dancing is good. Yeah, so I have a lot. I have a lot of uh, feelings about it. I think it's fairly um, stereotypical. I don't think that's the right word, but it's just like it. In the wrong hands, it could have been a very oh well i know how this is gonna go and i know how this is gonna go and i know how this is gonna go and why are we even watching this but the the heightened the heightened emotions and the dance and all that stuff helped it otherwise if you just look at it on paper it's kind of a oh okay so it's an underdog story about you know living your truth okay got it yeah yeah (laughs) what did you think um well i definitely think uh it was weirdly inspiring. Mm-hmm. Did not expect that. No. Um, it was quite an emotional journey uh, because it was all over the place, but it it didn't feel like a mess because, yeah, everyone was, like, at a 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, Fran was, like, at a 6, so she seemed real calm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like you're right. Fran actually had range. Everybody else kind of didn't, which is okay i would say i would say maybe maybe barry had levels because he would he went from smarmy to to like like super red face yeah. to pay falling off <laughs> like that angry yeah yeah uh that dude gets red mm-hmm. at the end of the movie Which is, i mean perfect oh yeah like great character yeah um uh so i really liked um getting surprised uh i liked that it wasn't you know the the cut and paste because it was an underdog story um as soon as she showed up in glasses and a ponytail i was like well there's gonna be a makeover and there wasn't Mm -hmm. which i liked i appreciated it yeah okay so because i want to touch about that but like like let's take a few steps back to talk about what happens at the very very beginning yeah so paul not paul scott scott why do i keep saying paul I don't know. Oh, that's oh, his wait. name. That's his that's real his actual name. name. Uh, so, so it starts off like a documentary. Oh my god! Okay, this was the wildest thing for me. It starts off like a like a Christopher Guest movie, yeah, and I was yeah. like, okay, wasn't expecting that, but you know what? I'm gonna go along. And then it, I don't even remember when they stopped doing it. It just stops and it becomes a movie about. Uh, it's at the point where. They go into the dance studio after the aftermath, right? Like, ah. so the beginning is, oh my God, the beginning is uh, like a little, uh, it's it's the rising action. It is the um, uh, the two families in Verona where we lay our scene. That's what it is. Oh it's God. the It's the opening 10 lines. <laughs> it's the, it's the antecedent action of this movie. <laughs> Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. If you're going to, I mean, if we're, and I'm going to, because clearly I can't stop comparing it to Romeo and Juliet and Moulin Rouge, but, like, that's the antecedent action. It's, here's all the stuff you need to know before the movie starts. Oh, my gosh. That makes so much more sense. And they've done it in documentary style. Whereas I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they did it television news style in Romeo and Juliet. Yes, they did. Right? They did. Because, um, yeah, it was uh, a news reporter, and she says, in Fair Verona, mm. where we lay our scene. Mm-hmm. And, and the screen kind of just goes, gets smaller and smaller. Yeah. yeah oh, my God. It's a Lerman <laughs> thing. It's a Lerman thing. At least for those two movies. I don't yeah, think like, I don't remember at all what uh, Moulin Rouge did at all. Yeah. I just remember Nicole Kidman going, <laughs> Okay. It was, yeah. it was good until it wasn't. <laughs> I like the first hour when everyone's having fun and dancing, and then the second hour when people are trying to die. I'm just like, <sighs> nah. Maybe I'll just get it out of the way. I hate that movie. I hate it. I hated it. I was so excited. People were like, Devin, you're going to love this movie. And then I watched it. And when they when they went, when they took the absinthe and went to the bar. And then they had the, uh. when, they, when they had the, when they're dancing to the, the, the Nirvana mashup with whatever other song that was, Lady Marmalade or whatever. I was just like, this is too much. And I will say... I also thought the beginning of this movie was, it wasn't too much like that, but I was like, oh, this might be too much because we counted 17 minutes in is really the first point you can breathe. Yeah, it was just the pace was just way too much and it was stressing me out. Yeah, because they start off with this fake documentary about how Scott has thrown his life away. It's, it's a, it was the night of the first uh, Pan Pacifics and he uh, he got boxed in by Ric Flair, by Junior Ric Flair, <laughs> uh, uh, Ken. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, they had to have named him that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they, they got boxed in with Ken, uh, number 69, because Scott's wearing number 100 yep. uh, uh, on the dance competition. Um, so they got boxed in. So he does something unorthodox to get out. 
and his his dance partner's like, oh no, of course I didn't want to do it, but the, the man leads you follow. Oh. And the mom's just like, how, how could he have done this to me? And so it's all super hot, like, and it's just big and big and big. And then you go to the next day at the dance studio where yeah. Scott's dad, the schlubby come over dad, is like fixing up the drinks and mom and her dance partner the dance teacher is teaching everyone and like oh it's all gonna be fine and meanwhile scott and his partner liz are falling apart backstage oh this was my favorite thing about that entire set not the scene the set okay because they're in the kitchen which is not fully walled off and they're having a really loud fight (laughs) and yet no one hears them until they come out of like the 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 saloon doors (laughs) there's saloon doors in that thing and into the dance studio and i was just like why does no one notice (laughs) it's so loud it's one of my favorite like movie tropes is if you're not if if it's not on screen you can't hear it yeah Uh, even if they're like two feet away yeah it's ridiculous um but yeah, like, uh, so then that happens, and then she's like, I don't want to dance with you. What I really want is for Ken to come in and say, my partner's broken both of her legs, and I want to dance with you. And that is exactly what happened. <laughs> the, okay, Ken's delivery was perfect. Oh, so because he comes in, and, like, you see this one shot of uh, his partner driving, and then it just, it, the camera just turns as if the car was going into, like, a ditch. But Ken comes in, and, like, no emotion, so dry. He's just like, <laughs> my partner has broken both of her legs. I want you to be your partner. <laughs> It's so good. Oh my god, it's such trash. I love it. Uh, it's so great. So yeah, he comes in after after a, a thing where they're like, you've got to get her back, Scott. Do the tango to get her back. So they do this interesting tango. And then she's like, see, I knew you could just fall in line and be like everybody else. And then he's like, no, I'm going to do contemporary. I don't even know what they're called. But like the the things, the, like the Russian, the Russian spinning kicks thing, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so then Ken takes her away mm-hmm. and he's all by himself. And then... That's when we meet. Oh, we meet Fran a couple times. Yes. She gets hit and run over and smooshed by a door. That's right. Oh, right. she does get me. smooshed by a door. I forgot about that. Yeah, like she's the comedic effect for like the first 20 minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Honestly, did not her expect her to be the female lead at the beginning, which I think is a good, yeah. like a good way to introduce the character. Yeah, there were a lot of nice surprises in this. Like it really, um, it really kind of went around my expectations mm-hmm. and I'm happy about that. Yeah. So... That happens, and then Ken, uh, not Ken, Scott has to dance his feelings out. Oh my god. He, like, it was so, um, like, um, in the warehouse. Mm-hmm. It's like Footloose, Footloose or yeah. something. Yeah, and he's like, I'm so angry. I gotta dance in front of the mirror and look at myself, and I'm so angry. Yeah. But that's the first point you can breathe. Like, just yes. before then is the first point where there's silence, and that's 17 minutes in. And that is an indication of where Baz Luhrmann goes with this movie. <laughs> Uh, with all of his movies, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like there's at least more rhythm, and it's less MTV. Like, yeah. immediately following, um, uh, like, Romeo and Juliet, Moulin Rouge, so MTV-inspired. This is very clearly, like, old Hollywood-inspired. Like, those the, the big close-ups that they were doing, especially at the beginning, and then, like, the, the undershot. Like, like here, we're going to put your face big, big on the screen. I really like that. And I wouldn't say this movie is subtle at all, but I would say oh. it has subtle tease to it that those other two movies don't have. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... Uh, I liked that because ballroom shouldn't be subtle. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the dresses alone are, are loud and they're vibrant. And and it was the early 90s, so mm-hmm. that makeup wasn't much more than a usual day. And the hair, the crazy wow. hairspray bangs and the earrings. Oh my gosh, the sp- Sparkle earrings and like there were girls covered in glitter mm-hmm. and like it was just a lot. Yeah. Um, and that's what you just need to expect. As someone who grew up going to dance competitions, mm-hmm. I was like, "Yep, that's what this is." Yeah. So it's basically I had you know you're you're used to walking around backstage and seeing dozens of people in like sparkly costumes. You know, not big like that, mm-hmm. but. Just various different things with sequins and straps and whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, oh, God. What a crazy world that would be. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we see we see Scott dance his feelings out. And then Fran, we see that Fran's been watching him. Mm-hmm. And she says she wants to dance with him. And he's like, you're just a beginner. Blah, blah, blah. She's like, give me an hour. No, I can't. Blah, blah, blah. And then so they get, they dance for an hour. And he's teaching her how to do the rumba in an hour. The dance of love. Mm. Rumba, the dance of love. 
And then it becomes very quickly this montage of, well, we got to find a new partner for Scott. So there's tryouts for Scott. Meanwhile, he's dancing with Fran. Yeah. And that's when the transformation, the makeover from mousy girl with freckles and bad hair into... Mm. For, uh, into into dance partner Fran happens. Yeah, and I really liked that because mm-hmm. it was slower. And like you said uh, when we were watching it, she's becoming more comfortable. So he's not changing her. She's just becoming more comfortable. She's kind of growing into who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we get... Um, uh, she goes from like a baggy t-shirt to like a, um, kind of a... How were they called? I haven't danced a ra- for like, like a wrap top kind of thing. Yeah, it's like the um, leotard. Leotard. Okay, leotard. There you, there you go. Yeah, no, literally, I haven't danced in like twenty <laughs> years, so uh, you lose some of the lingo. Um, and then, um, what did piss me off? Because of course it would, is when Scott's like, "Do you need those glasses to dance?" And I was like, <laughs> "I actually wrote it down. Can yeah? you dance without those? It might help." How? How could it possibly oh, help? That was an insult. And she's like, okay, but you're cute. And I'm yeah. like, and then in that scene, they just leave her glasses like on the deck mm-hmm. and walk away. Yeah. And like, I'm sorry. If they were reading glasses and she doesn't wear them every day, <laughs> fine. Those are. But her- she was wearing them every single day. Those are necessary. Neat. The Wait, sorry. Necessary. Anyway, those are necessary. Yes. I'm getting so fed up about Listen, that. Listen, glasses are not cheap. This is no. before you're mail away for $100 for five glasses. Glasses cost a lot of money. You don't just leave them on the roof. Yeah, exactly. Uh. <laughs> and I mean, if you want to, like, modernize her, like, get her some nicer fashion glasses, whatever. Don't I mean, leave them. And the, the way this movie plays with stereotypes is really interesting because it is playing with the stereotypes it's using the stereotypes and then in many cases uh slightly subverting it slightly so the the mousy girl becomes the ballroom dancer isn't uh like i love the fact that the mom was like see now uh almost did a really terrible australian accent i promise i'm not going to do that um but when she's giving her makeup tips and like the big big makeup she's like see now you look great and she's like "Uh uh uh-huh like yeah that the the whole makeup and the freckles thing doesn't enter into it it's just she starts doing a little bit more and that and that's also intercut in with them learning to dance and the the tryouts and dad dancing. Yeah. Which you find out like mom's this mom's this competition mom. Dad runs the 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 dance studio. Um so while Scott and I've forgotten her name. Fran? Fran. I was like Moira. Nope, not right. No. Scott and Fran are dancing. Uh upstairs on the balcony dad's just like all quiet looking at all the old stuff all the old memorabilia and doing his own little dances and like i wonder if that's gonna mean anything later in the movie yep um the dad storyline was so so sweet but that's one of the other that's one of the other stereotypes that the movie plays with is Mm. the henpecked husband and the brassy stage mom um later on the 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 family from the wrong side of the tracks uh, who don't like this, your place is here. Yeah. Like, but that also gets played with. Like, a yeah. lot of it gets played with. And actually, it didn't come up that way. Like, no one ever shamed her Mm-mm. for being, like, uh, movie poor, basically. Yeah. I'm just going to call it that. Because it, it literally, there was, there were, there was a bridge. Uh, the first <laughs> shot of where we find that she lived was so, like, this is a set kind of feel. And, like, I know it was a... Um, it was a a real life place that they built, but like it looked like a, like a play set. Yeah, and I think it's because it's from a play. They're bringing in that feeling, and I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But there was like a bridge, and uh, then a literal train went by in the uh, first shot, and I was like, "So wrong side of the tracks, huh?" <laughs> well, and I see I see it as theatrical, but also in the in the old Hollywood. Because I mean. Clearly, he's trying to homage in a lot of ways old Hollywood dance stuff, right? Yeah. So that's that's like an old Hollywood set, uh, and and the balcony with the Coca Cola billboard mm. and the laundry, one of the best visuals in the movie. Absolutely. Um, that's very old Hollywood, right? So yeah. that that style is through this contemporary film, but it's not. 
it's not smothering the film. It is like, here's a little homage, and now here's a little something else, and here's a little something else. Yeah, because like, while the costumes and makeup are smothering, and they're supposed to be, the set deck is just there, and it's simply put. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has this calm fabulousness. Mm-hmm. Ooh, calm fabulousness. Mm. I like that one. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And I didn't even, we didn't even say, so like, there's a lot happening in this sequence. Like there's five things happening in the sequence. Six, if you count the cover of the slow build cover of time after time. Okay. Can I just say, (laughs) um, they kept going back to that song. It wasn't even the original. So they, they couldn't afford the original, but they did a cover and they went back to it like four or five times. It started out with like the Muzak version and then eventually got lyrics. Oh, I thought it was all the same thing. It was just a long instrumental lead up to the lyrics. It felt like they kept losing it and going uh, back, losing and going back to me. And that might have been partly the uh, awful uh, mix. We rented this movie from iTunes and the, the sound mix isn't great. There's definitely times, and again... The Australian, the thick Australian accents also don't help, but it did feel like there were times where the the lyrics or the music is is overpowering the dialogue, and then other times where the dialogue is just like cutting out of the music. So it could have been that as well. Yeah, but you're you're probably right. They did that with Claire de Lune. Claire de Lune's all over the first ten minutes of that movie, and it's just all Claire de Lune all the time. Yep. So. Hmm. And like I get it, you know, no, you're Wait, whichever, it whichever was. it was, um, you are a small movie. You only have so much budget, mm-hmm. and so you you want to spend it on floofy dresses, which I get. Um, then you the music department suddenly goes shrink, mm. and you realize you can only afford two songs in the first hour or whatever. <laughs> so you stretch it out. Stretch it out. <laughs> um, but yeah, after the month. Yeah. Scott is feeling like I do I do want to dance with you at the Pan Pacifics. Uh we're gonna we're gonna debut at the whatever, the next event it is. So he walks her back to her home and she's kinda like uh kind of flirting a little bit. He's like, you know, the rumba dance of love, it's just an act. You're just supposed to pretend that you fall in love and he's walking her to the wrong side of the track. She's like, Haha, totally, totally not fall in love with you. It's cool. It's <laughs> totally cool. I gotta go. Uh knocked over this can and someone's gonna be mad. Yeah, and then we get to see uh, her dad and her grandma for the first time, mm-hmm. and so that's pretty cool. And her dad's like, what were you doing out so late? I was just dancing with my friend. Well, you got to be here for the fiesta tomorrow. I need you to be here for the fiesta. <laughs> that was a very important fiesta of eight people. Well, I, I love the stakes <laughs> for him. She, he's just like, you have to be at the fiesta, and I'm like, all right. Well, and to me, it, it, that was the trope of the of the poorer family being like this is frivolous Mm. what's important is either family or the restaurant right this is what you need to be doing and you staying out late dancing is ridiculous which makes the turn later awesome yeah yeah no i liked that you know we did hit that stereotypical she has to make a decision point um but yeah what what happens at the fiesta is very very cool. Yes, and we'll talk about that because there's still some stuff. Yeah, in there's the like a, a bit in the middle because it because then there's the it's not the Pan Pacifics but it's the whatever where yeah. where they're going to debut and then Tina Sparkles is is losing her partner so mom's like oh if Scott dances with Tina Sparkles then they're shooing for the Pan Pacifics. Meanwhile, um, the, his old partner is dancing with uh, Ric Flair. Oh yeah, the Ken, Ken the Kendall drunk. Drunk and super sweaty. So sweaty, drinking drinking rum out of a plaid thermos. Like classy gents do. Like classy Australian gents do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so then that becomes a big thing because she has to run away from the fiesta to, to get there. And then there's, there's a, tons of mix-ups. Uh, but there's a point where, uh, I would say top three moments of this movie for me, where Tina Sparkles is dancing with her partner for the last time. We have yet another backstage confrontation between Scott and Fran about how, you know, my, my mom told you that I wanted to dance with her, but I don't. I want to dance with you. And then perhaps, perhaps, perhaps starts playing. Oh. And then they do their rumba backstage behind the curtain. That was beautiful. Just the two of them. And then everyone starts watching. Like people start watching backstage and then you can see their silhouettes on the curtain. Um, and so people out front are wondering what's happening. 
Um, and that was really nice. And then, of course, he's, she's, she catches a glimpse because they don't know they're being watched. Yeah. She catches a glimpse of his former partner and, like, loses uh, all the confidence Liz. and falls down. Liz. Yeah. Mom puts a Band-Aid on her bruise for some reason. Yeah. Don't don't trust Mom to help because she doesn't seem like a good caretaker. Yeah. Um, and then sends her home. Sends her home. And then Scott's like, where's Fran? Where's Fran? He runs across a pier late at night. Yeah, he might as well just run across an airport. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, no, he just runs to find her, runs into the night, and then he goes to her place mm-hmm. um, where the fiesta is happening. Mm-hmm. And she, of course, is off by herself looking bored and sad, which, as you do. Um, and he's like, come back. You need to dance with me. And she's like, No. You're a jerk. And then her father sees, and he's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> uh, it has has my favorite line of dialogue in the movie, which is when he's like, oh, I'm her dance partner. He's like, dance partner, what kind of dance do you do so late at night? <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> like, the dance competition goes in the evening, guys. It's okay. Yeah. It's fine. So it's like, it's the, and it, again, I was like, oh, this is this big confrontation between um, the the working class people who don't understand music and like you've got to get your daughter to do this um, and she's like oh we danced the Paso Doble and they're like oh, oh Paso Doble huh why don't you just show us the Paso Doble and so she's never danced the Paso Doble before he's like just follow my lead and they start doing like a very ballroomy Paso Doble and every start everyone starts laughing at them and then Scott <laughs> screams at them what are you laughing at and dad just very fire in his eyes just walks up to Scott and he's just like cool this is what i mean and then he takes off his jacket and he has got a pasadoble outfit on because he's been ready for this he's got the shoes he's got the heeled shoes on yes which means either a this is movie logic of this is what he needs to be in or b they were doing this at the fiesta earlier yeah i don't know he's very good at it so probably yeah and so he shows scott up and there is like like a lot of like smashing and tapping with boots and it's pretty impressive and he just kind of puts down this challenge to Scott and Scott's like oh ah so great um oh and then um and then he then, puts his bullfighter's coat oh yeah he brings out yeah they bring out his bullfighter's coat uh to the dad mm-hmm. it's all gold and pretty and then um. Oh, Scott um, meets the grandma, mm-hmm. and she's like, listen to the rhythm of your heart, because she's a wise grandma character, and yeah. that's what you can do. Yeah. It's like, where do you feel the rhythm? And he starts tapping his feet, and she's like, no, here and here. And so she starts pounding out the Pasadoble rhythm on his chest, and yeah. I'm just like, all right, okay, movie, okay, you got me, I'm in it. <laughs> so what, what's, what Scott needs is he needs the streets. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put something really interesting into here. I find it really interesting. And then 1992 Australia, the streets is Spanish dancing. Yes. And it's just like this, this movie made even 10 years later would probably be hip hop dancing. Absolutely. So I just think it's really interesting that in my head, this is all still ballroom dancing, but this is a little too non-Anglo. <laughs> <laughs> for the dance establishment. Oh, yeah. Right? No, if they were freaking out when he was doing Spanish dancing, can you imagine if they did hip hop? Yeah. Barry whatever would have just keeled over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he and I mean, uh he almost does with the with the rotating dance news. New steps, new steps. <laughs> oh my god, they did the spinning newspaper shots <laughs> and I flip and love those. I had to call it the spinning newspaper for you. Yeah. So um, there's rumors that there's going to be new dance steps. There's no new dance steps. No new dance steps. Barry says no. <laughs> He's in this scene with like 10 reporters and then it's got dance news mm-hmm. and i love it i love dance news so much <laughs> dance news. yeah they had a press conference it was so good uh a lot of little things happen in this bit like liz real uh, um ken oh. dot ken drops liz yeah. and teams up with tina um so liz wants to get back with scott he keeps learning how to dance from grandma and and dad um oh yeah and then and then we get the, maybe this wasn't just the, maybe the rumba, maybe it wasn't just the rumba. <gasps> there's a little smooch. And the then he's first like, smooch. <laughs> and he's like, oh no. <laughs> they smooch and then goes, oh no, I forgot I had to teach my redheaded friend this dance step. And runs away. And ruins. 
everyone's the moment. Like, you can't take 30 seconds. When, like, don't think about your best friend after you just kissed this girl. Unless, you know, you're going to kiss your best friend later. Whatever. Yeah. No judgment there. I feel like movie pacing-wise, it works. Because it delivers you the punch of, mm. he is reciprocating her feelings. But we need to move on to the next plot point, which is Barry telling him the truth about his dad. Right. Because he goes to the dance studio to find Wayne. Mm-hmm. And he finds Barry. And everything is red, it's low lighting, it's very suspicious. Mm-hmm. And Barry is not a good man. We think at this point that Barry... Mm. We think that he's that he is inflexible, but maybe not a villain. Okay, yeah, I never yeah. thought of him as the villain at this point. He's just the establishment, and we're railing against the dance establishment, right? Yeah, I think uh, probably at this point it was more, he's not trustworthy, so yeah. anything he is saying is a lie, which it was. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Oh. What we are about to say he said is a lie. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, so he tells uh, Scott this whole big thing about Scott's dad and how he was a dancer, but he started making up his own steps. And it's such so coincidental that you have the exact same story as your dad. Mm-hmm. And he went wild, and then he quit dancing forever, and he yeah. was very depressed. He did. He did his. He did his own steps at the Pan Pacific mm-hmm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. Lost, and it broke him. And that's why this is so important for him to see you dance. And I think that's very convenient Mm -hmm. that that's what Scott's going to experience. Yeah, exactly. Right. And uh, and I knew it wasn't true because earlier in the movie, he says he likes dancing. He just doesn't like competitions. Yes. Which which is I mean, it could work with this story. Right. Like he loves to dance, but he doesn't like competitions. It broke him. But like if he broke if it broke him, then why does he still dance on his own? Yeah. And he doesn't seem he doesn't seem that he cares that Scott goes to this. Right. Nope. Of course, now we know that he doesn't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was just uh, and the weird. And that was that was like, oh, here's where we get a lot of our uh, our later influences, like the big, the big heavy makeup in the flashback and, oh, and like yeah. the very theater um, uh, vaudeville silent film kind of acting stuff that I, I thought was really fun um, with a little sprinkle in this movie. It's great. It's yeah. just a little bit of it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see what is next. Um... Oh, and then that's when Scott breaks into the to, into the locker and he finds oh. all of his dad's memorabilia. We find out that Scott's dad was number one hundred as well. Mm-hmm. Scott thought his whole life that his mom was dancing with less. Yeah, like the other guy, mm-hmm. his uh, coach. Th- oh yeah, his dance trainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there was like a lot between only just those three men in the movie. Like, there's mm-hmm. this deep, dark history. Yeah. Um, so then, that's that's a real hard cut to the Pan Pacifics. Yeah. So then we're there, and then uh, Scott, because he has to, is dancing with Liz mm-hmm. um, because he's just got no option. He he really gets pushed into it, um, and of course, Fran is like, well. Uh, screw you. <laughs> and she, I'm not happy about it. And then she's dancing with her uh, female partner in The Beginners. Because mm-hmm. she's uh, at the dance school, has been dancing with her for the two years that she's been there. And I was like, cool. I want to know more about her. They're apparently, like, friends. Nope. You don't get to know about her. <laughs> I, I will say, this movie is 90-ish minutes long. Give me ten more minutes in this movie more about Fran. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We get a little about Fran, but... It is very much his story where Fran is supporting him, mm-hmm. and it, uh, and when you get to a later part, which I would remind me about it when it gets to that, this is really hard for me uh, part. Yeah, um, it was just like I would really like, especially at that point, I would really have liked more from her mm-hmm. um, in the story to make that scene land a little harder. I feel. Yeah, I mean, she's got a really fleshed out family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can tell that they're very close. Um, but you don't you don't know anything about her. Uh, Other I'm realizing than... that now, and I, I, I'll say that about Scott too. Though you really don't know anything about him outside of dance. He likes dance. Yeah, like, he I is, couldn't even tell you. He's anything. a good dancer who likes dancing and doesn't like being told what to do, and feels like he's being pressured by his family to do what's expected. Yeah. So, like, I guess if I had to, well, I mean, we'll talk about complaints later. But hmm. yeah, the two main characters are not fully fleshed out. But you don't really need it as much. Because the whole movie's about 
stereotypes, about, right? Yeah, and it's about dance. And mm-hmm. so you're so focused on the one thing mm-hmm. that it's kind of okay that everything else falls apart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. At, at the at the beginner competition, yeah. that's when... And I actually said out loud, Oh, his dad's filming them! Like, he brings out his camera and is filming Fran and her partner dancing. Yeah. Where and everyone's just like, "Oh, Fran's here. Oh, can you imagine Fran's being here?" And and his dad's like, "This is important." And then like films and then whispers into his ear, "I need to talk to you." Hmm. Yeah, and then we get uh, um, this dad just really wants to tell him the truth, but mm-hmm. he's so scared, right? And Scott it's... keeps pushing him away because it's yeah. like, "I gotta go find. I gotta go find Fran." Yeah. Dad's like, "You need to talk to me." Oh my god. So yeah, he's he's running around trying to he follows Fran kind of backstage where she's spinning around. So he's kind of going through the hallways, checking up where she is uh, mm-hmm. with her partner, and his dad's trying to follow him. Oh yeah, and um, uh, in between that, uh, Wayne and Vanessa. You yeah, said? Wayne and Vanessa. Wayne and Vanessa find uh, Barry. Barry talking with Ken. And Tina. Tina. Wow, there's a lot of names. We're doing really good for names. <laughs> yeah. We're normally saying that guy or the name of the actor or actress. So this is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so he sees those three. Oh, they see um, backstage. And basically Barry's guaranteeing, guaranteeing them the win. Like they're yeah. going to basically cheat. Yeah. Um, Ken, doesn't matter how, how drunk Ken is. If you go out there, you're going to win. And it'll ruin Scott forever. Yeah, and that's the point, though. He wasn't even like, you win because you're the best. No, or not even. Or or you win because you have some blackmail against me. He just did it because he doesn't like Scott, which was cold. Yeah. Um. So Wayne goes to Scott's dance trainer, uh, Les. Les. Um, tells him because he is another one of the judges and is like, Right. What but do I do? Before that point. Ooh, what did I miss? Uh, that's when they have the confrontation backstage. Oh. Where Scott and Fran, where he's just like, I do want to dance with you. She's like, but you like, it doesn't matter like you. And that was another thing where I was just like, it was just this big cut and you never deal with the emotional after effect of him somehow cutting ties with Fran and dancing with Tina. And this is where you get that. And I was just like, oh, that was a weird. Yeah. It, it felt like a weird beat. It worked, but I kind of felt like I was missing that scene. Yeah. When bit. we start uh, the scene at the competition and suddenly Liz is there and it's just like, oh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I think well, that he just got pushed into it by his family, but I don't think, he, I don't know if he would have gotten a chance to even talk with Fran. Right? We don't, And we don't know that. And it's clearly probably not. This is probably the first time they're talking about it afterwards. And he's like, I, you know, I don't think he said at this point I made a mistake, but I do want to dance with you. you don't, and this is where the, you don't know how hard this has been for me. Oh, yeah. Okay. And what did you want to talk about there? Well, I just feel like uh, this movie being what it is, where he's like, you don't know how hard this has been for me. And she says, how hard it's been for you. I had to mop up and sweep and do and convince you to dance with me. And I had to I had to convince my family and I had to go against that. And I had to deal with everybody who didn't believe in me. And you want to talk to me about how hard this has been for you? And and it is very much the and, and this is something that I definitely identify with. But it is the um, the white guy. Uh, struggling with the expectations of those around him. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be really hard to break away from that. And it, it it can be very emotionally difficult, but it is important to throw that into perspective of literally anybody else. Yep. Like it might be hard to dis- disappoint your family or it might be hard to go your own way. Uh, but how much harder did she have? Yeah, I mean, she had to fight for him in the beginning. Like he wouldn't even give her the time of day. Yeah. We don't know what... She, like, we know that she's got a loving family at home who is a little, like, the the, the turn is fine. The, she's got a supportive family at home. Yeah. But we don't know anything about her life at all. We just know her mom is dead. Yeah, we, yeah her mom's dead. Uh, she lives on the wrong side of the tracks with her family, uh, who, are, who are Spanish. Yes, and they have a convenience store. And they have a convenience store. So, like, to actually see her hard life might have helped at that point. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even, yeah, you're right. Ten extra minutes. Each, five for each of them. Like, mm-hmm. just dole out some character fleshing out. Yeah. And it's and it's fine. They can be the bright-eyed... They can be the bright-eyed young people that this movie has to have to work. But give me another ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I would have taken it. Um, All right. So, we've got the the big 
big to do. Oh, and um, are we at the point where Scott's dad meets mm-hmm. him? Yeah. Okay, so he finally convinces him to just slow his roll and listen to him. Mm-hmm. And his dad just kind of tells him, and he's just like, don't worry. Um, Barry told me all the thing. And he's like, no, dude, Barry is a liar. Don't listen to Barry. Um, and then he's just like, dance with your heart. I don't, I literally don't remember what he said. Yeah. He said, <laughs> cause he said, Barry told me you danced with your own moves at the Pan Pacific and it cost you. He's like, I never danced the Pan Pacific. Your mother was, I wanted to, your mother and Barry mm. were so concerned about winning that she, that he convinced her to dance with less. Mm. Uh, and then, then you cut to, uh, less after just being told by, I can't remember redheaded guy's name again. Oh, Wayne. 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 Uh, that he's fixed it. And then less, and then you realize that Barry had lied to less as well saying yeah. she wanted to dance with him, but he didn't like Barry's been orchestrating this since the sixties. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Um, and so less is like, Right, rightfully pissed off. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything's kind of starts to starts to implode for Barry, and the whole last chunk of the movie is Barry just imploding. Yes, which is delightful. Yes, yeah. The uh, oh, also when they're calling uh, Scott and Liz, Liz yeah. to the stage. Oh my god! Okay, they hired her for her screams because there were at least three times in this movie she walks into a room screaming. Mm-hmm. And so the first two, of course, were the dance studio ones. But this one, she gets pushed out to the entrance and she's like screaming. She's like, Scott, Scott. And it's like echoing in the yeah. arena because, of course, there's no talking. No. Which, which is kind of my favorite dumb movie thing is like, yeah, you put like 600 people in the same spot. So many people are going to be talking. But that's fine. There is silence. Um, I respect that. I mean, they are watching a dance competition. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll just chat. Yeah, fair enough, like, fair enough. Oh, she's screaming. This is weird. We should chat about this. Like, <laughs> is this is this part of the show? <laughs> yeah. Right? So she's freaking out. Yeah. And uh, his mom starts pushing him in, and like, like it gets, it goes from like, um, like passive aggression to aggression to physical aggression. <laughs> yeah. And that's where the big thing with the family comes to the head, right? Like, like she's trying to convince Scott to go on and dad's like dance oh, yeah. with dance with friends like uh you you abandoned me at this thing I wanted to win you didn't win anyway yes oh that was such a bomb drop mm-hmm. and like they're on either side of him so it's like kind of like the angel devil thing yeah. like go do the thing and uh he walks out like about 10 feet with lit with Liz, and then he just jumps into the audience mm-hmm. and goes to find Fran, who's leaving with her family. Mm-hmm. They're like almost at the car, and he's like, "Girl, do you want to dance?" And she's like, "Of course I do, you stupid man!" And the grandma's <laughs> like, "I brought the dress." <laughs> Best, I love that grandma so much. Yeah, <laughs> she's so great. I legitimately wanted her to dance more. I'm sure she probably couldn't, but like there were a couple scenes where she showed a little bit of moves. I'm just like, I want that grandma to be dancing more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then. Scott and Fran come out in their in their Latin inspired outfits and they start dancing and the kids put on their music? I think so. I see for me it sounded like like the movie music mm-hmm. came over it because all the other dancers were still dancing to another rhythm. Yeah. So I thought that within movie it was the same music, but what we were hearing as the audience was that music. That's also what I thought. But then why would you lock Scott's little sister? Oh, by the way, we are over 40 minutes into this movie. We do not mention that Scott has a little sister right. who they're training to also be a dance partner. And her young boy partner yeah. are in the sound booth. And that's why I assumed, oh, I must oh. have missed it. Maybe they put... Because then they lock the kids in the sound booth. No, the Barry... kids the kids run into the oh, sound booth so Barry can't get in. Can't get in there. Okay. Yeah. So maybe the kids don't do it. Maybe it is, maybe it's not, um, uh, what's it called? Oh, I forget. The film term for music that is mm. within the movie as opposed to the score. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll beat myself up when I remember it later. That's fine. Uh, words are happening. Words are hard. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, it's kind of wild because, like, this is the part of the movie where, like, there's 18 things happening mm-hmm. at once. And so you you get the the kids are in the sound booth and um, Scott and Fran are dancing and they're doing wonderfully and everyone's like, cool, all right, this is great. And then, um, oh, yeah, and then, no, wait, Barry, he... Oh no no no! Barry's about to. I missed get so on the mic. much. Okay, what, oh, are you, what did we miss? Less punches Barry in the face. Yeah, I gotta mention that. Less punches Barry in the face because there was a point there where I was just like, "There's something wrong with Less," and to actually not re- like, there's nothing really wrong with Less. Like Less is literally kind of a stooge who's got a good heart and is just in the wrong place at the wrong time and doesn't understand what's happened. But yeah. the minute he realizes he got played, he's like, "Oh no 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 no!" Yeah, like I'm done. I'm done. Um. Does Scott's mom unplug everything or is it someone else? It's it's the it's the woman that Barry's sleeping with. Oh with the, the other with judge. The, with the low cut decolletage. She unplugs right. the, the music. Okay. So basically, yeah, she unplugs everything and the music goes off, they stop dancing. The they keep spinning though. I yeah. love that spin that kept happening. Mm. It was so good. And then somehow Barry has a microphone, so I guess they plug something in mm-hmm. somewhere. And he's just like, would Scott and partner leave the dance hall? You're disqualified. And they're like, mm. this is your final warning. I said I wasn't going to do it, and then I did it. <laughs> I just did something else that wasn't Australian, so whatever. What I did also wasn't Australian, so we're good. Yeah. And so they're just like, well... Hmm. And they 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 gracefully start to go and they bow and then the slow clap. Oh, we love the slow clap. Oh, movie tropes. And slow it's clap. Scott's dad. Scott's dad starts leading the slow clap. Yeah. yeah. And then Fran's dad and grandma. And then everybody starts ah. doing the slow clap. And then you can hear in the voiceover, feel the rhythm. In your heart. So they're all doing the, the thing. And then, yep. then they start doing the Paso Doble. Yes. He gets he gets the sparkly vet. He gets a dad's sparkly coat on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he had that on the whole time. Oh, he did yeah. have it on the whole time. You're right. Yeah, they came in with that. But it right. looks great. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so we've got the clapping. We've got uh, berries on the ground. We've got the kids in the sound booth. They're They're making sure the music comes back on. And who turns the music back on? Right. This was a good surprise. Liz. Mm-hmm. I did not see that coming because she was a brat the whole time. <laughs> That's true. I had, In fact, I'd said five minutes before, I'm like, I kind of feel bad, a little bit bad for Liz that she's like, you know, her dream of this competition's kind of getting flushed down the toilet. But if they made her even remotely uh, <laughs> s- sympathetic, I would feel actually feel bad for her. And then she does something noble and plugs the music back in. Yeah. The one noble thing she did in the movie, which was enough for now. That's fine. That's good enough for a 90-minute dance movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so music comes back on, they all dance, and then Aww. part that, not gonna lie, actually did bring a tear to my eye when they start playing Love is in the Air and Scott's dad <sighs> reaches out to his mom and yeah. says, will you dance with me? And then they start dancing. I'm getting a little choked up talking about it. It's real good. It was beautiful um, because uh, Scott and Fran are still dancing and his parents are now dancing. And then other couples start coming on the floor. And then everyone from the stands oh, comes out to start dancing. I loved when people started like just like bringing their legs over the stands. Because like I know there's exits, but that was just great. They're like, no, I got to dance. Mm-hmm. And the arena fills up with dancing people and love is in the air it just plays and plays and plays and it's so beautiful and wow like oh, because it was... because it's the dance that matters yes that's dad's line his big line it's the dance that mattered yeah it's the whole point of this movie is that it's not about winning it's about dancing mm-hmm. and like your passion if you don't like dancing mm-hmm. Which, why are you listening to this? <laughs> I have and then smooches! So many smooches. Yes, we got the Hollywood smooch. So it was the second smooch of the movie, but the Hollywood smooch. Mm. The Hollywood smooch. And then, Baz Lermini, red curtains. Yeah. Close up. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. I loved it. I really did. It's not perfect. I don't think it needs to be perfect. No. I, I mean... I and I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it as much as all that jazz. I think, uh, but I did like both of them very much. I liked it significantly well, more than did. all that jazz. I know you did. <laughs> You're not surprised. Not at all. But I would say that's probably. I would say it's 
for me, it's in the top two, three movies that we've done. It would be this um, uh, and uh, Top no, Top Hat? Did we, swing Time. Oh. We swing Time, right? Um, I'll look it up. I can't remember. The Ginger Rogers Fred Astaire movie that we did. Oh, oh yeah, that was really good. Yeah. I liked that, yeah. Um, and then ABCD. Yeah. <laughs> ABCD Solid 4. Can't not love ABCD. Well, any movie that has an apology song and dance is the kind of the best. Absolutely. Um, we're sorry, we're sorry. La, 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 la. I don't remember the tune. But anyway. Yeah, no. Um, so, obviously, you would, A, watch it again. Mm-hmm. And B, recommend it. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, it was The Gay Divorcee. I would, rec- I would recommend uh, it to dance movie people. Yep. To dance people and movie people. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's got a lot of good crossover. Like, cin- cinematography is wild. There's Super a wild. lot to pick apart. Um, and if you're just in it for the dancing, that's also good. Like, it's just, it's got something for everybody. Yeah. Um, it's got drama. It's got comedy. It's got tears. It's got, like, sweetness. Mm-hmm. And it's got some floofy dresses. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Fun facts. Here are some fun facts about the choreography and about a couple of the people in the thing. So, Antonio Vargas, who played uh, Fran's dad, was the flamenco dance instructor for the movie as well. Uh, the actual choreographer, the the main choreographer for the movie, is a guy named John O'Connell, who has choreographed every Baz Luhrmann movie, um, as well as uh, Enchanted. Oh, I liked that one. Uh uh, dance scenes for The Matrix Reloaded, Scooby-Doo, uh, okay, you and made Muriel's that, Wedding. You made that sound like one movie. Yeah, and the, the Matrix, colon, Reloaded, colon, Scooby-Doo. Yeah, like The Matrix, colon, Reloaded, Scooby-Doo. <laughs> like, I don't even know what that would be, but... Hey, guys, did you hear? The Matrix Reloaded, Scooby-Doo. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, I don't... I think I saw the first Matrix. Um, I There are, what, three? There are three matrices. Okay, I fully admit i do not remember ever seeing the last uh, the matrix one? the matrix reloaded has uh has a dance scene like has a scene in a club oh. there may be some other choreography like he's additional choreography for the matrix reloaded so i think it's probably in that scene i don't know for sure all right um but also uh, choreographed mao's last dancer which is a movie i thought we should maybe watch uh it's a it's a uh a movie with uh, uh, Bruce Greenwood and Kyle MacLachlan, and uh, it's about a dance uh, uh, a dancer in um, China, communist China. Okay, yeah, we'll put it on the list. Um, yeah, so that was good. So the uh, the guy who plays Scott um, also did some additional choreography for the movie. Uh, Paul Mercurio, and this is. This is the coolest credit. He's also the robot dance. He's the robot movement. Um, uh, not instructor, um, but he he oh, get his actual quote. Uh, it's so weird. Uh, movement consultant colon robot for the Will Smith film I Robot. What he did he he was he helped with the robot movements in the movie I Robot. He, okay, I, I, I have no words. <laughs> Which I'm like, in my head, I'm like, well, okay, because that movie uh, is Australian. It was shot in Australia. He's Australian. Oh. But I was just like, that's a weird credit. I was not expecting you to have that credit. Um, also, we have not talked about it. He keeps reminding me of Guy Pierce. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the whole movie. So, yeah, you've got the Guy Pierce thing, and then later uh, you said Fran looked like Mini Driver. Yes, yes, the yeah. off-brand versions of Guy Pierce and Mini Driver. And then Fran has a role in something that our friend Allison said we should watch, which was, is it called Dance Academy? The Australian oh, yeah. dance TV show? I saw that on her IMDb. Uh, yes, I would love to watch that. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, again, builds to us as dancing and teen feelings. What else do we need? <laughs> I mean, just... We need nothing else. Nothing else. Um, no. But yeah, uh, I've said a lot lately with all of my trivia. Do you have anything that you want to say? Any final thoughts or, 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 or trivia or anything like that? All right. I My favorite part of trivia um, that I found on IMDb is I think that, oh, I closed it. But um, I believe it was Doris Day had a private screening. <laughs> and I was like, heck yeah, Doris Day. Yeah, it's somewhere in here. But it's 
Yeah, whatever. We can pause. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yes, uh, Doris Day, whom we lost recently, mm-hmm. uh, and we are very sad about. However, she did have a very good long life, mm-hmm. and we have a lot of memories. Yeah. Um, so, perhaps we should find a Doris Day film at some point this year, but it's more singing than dancing, more I know. more singing than dancing, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll work on that, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. She's a lovely human. Um, she was great in entertainment and then the latter part of her life she uh fought for like animals and like did uh like had like dog charities and stuff so super rad lady yeah um but that was my favorite piece of (laughs) trivia because i'm like sure she's just like i can i don't even know like what would have brought that to her she's like sure i want this in my home i'm gonna bring this to my home yeah okay because this is his this is baz lerman's first movie yeah clearly he'd like this was an a a, a stage play in the 80s Mm -hmm. and then like you like that whole credit sequence was like based on an idea by baz lerman and created by this and then workshop by this like this is a big thing uh that i guess a movie producer saw and said i would like to turn this into a movie yeah and that's why we have this um i would love to see a staged version of this i absolutely would um i thought that it would well, obviously it translated really well to the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I like what theatrics they brought mm-hmm. to the screen, and that does explain, you know, not just like the makeup, but like the big faces and the loudness. Because when you're on stage, you have to project to the back of the theater. Mm-hmm. So they they brought that, and you know what? This, one thing this movie did not need is is quiet moments and subtlety. So. It was good that they did that. It did need a few moments to breathe, and thankfully <laughs> we got them. But yeah, that was rough yeah. at the beginning. I did like um, that the quiet moments were mostly with Fran. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that she was kind of a, a respite. Respite? A res- respite. Respite. Thank you. I don't say that very often. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> um, from his life of yeah. loudness. And like his mom alone was just so extra. So what do you think of that role? I know we're right at the end, but what do you think of that role? Like the actor, mm-hmm. uh, who I was name I will look up because uh, she deserves credit. I think she did fantastic. Oh yeah, it's a hard role though. It looked exhausting. Like she was always just so stressed out and so overrun with just nerves and getting him to do stuff and like. Uh, what is her, her name? Her name is Pat Thompson, and she died this mo- the year this movie came out. She did, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it just... I don't know how she would have done that. I think uh, a lot of hydration, sitting down after takes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... And it's just because I feel like that's the one real stereotypical role that didn't get flipped. Yeah, it didn't. She only had the quiet moment at the end when she was dancing with her husband. And then, That's you know, a moment of redemption is good. Everyone who needs to be redeemed got redeemed. Everyone who needs to be shamed got shamed, i.e. there's one person. Yeah, and actually, uh, the true neutral of this movie was Tina. Yep. Yep. She was just like, I just, am I going to be in this dance competition? Like, you could just see her like, wait, who am I dancing with? Yeah, she just <laughs> wanted to dance and she was just seemed like a nice girl. And she was the only one... Um, when they sent uh, Fran home, she was the only one who checked up on her, like, pre-Scott. Because um, she met up with, like, uh, Scott's mom oh, and, yeah. and Liz. And I'm going to say the other one because I don't remember what other yeah. female character was there. Apol- apologies. But she was just like, oh, where's Fran? You know, I thought she was hurt. And how is she doing? And the mom's like, don't worry about her. And I'm just like, she cares. <laughs> yeah. So there were like little moments and I would, I would definitely happily see this again. And oh, yeah. if it came to Edmonton as a stage play, that would be amazing. Man. Can, like, so is this, whoa, man, I just even thought, so turn this movie from a stage play into a film, into a musical based on a film, like, uh. Oh, like the producers. Like the producers, right? <laughs> and then turn that into a filmed version of the musical. Yeah. <laughs> it's an Ouroboros. It's a snake eating its own tail. <laughs> You can only do that with musicals. <laughs> well, comic books. Yeah, well, actually. that too. Yeah. Oh, boy. Anyway. Can you imagine a movie based on the comic book adaptation of Batman and Robin? <laughs> oh, my God. Some fan's done it somewhere. Well, see, now I'm imagining a comic book adaptation of Strictly Ballroom, and I'm loving that. That's right. It's hard to do dance in comic books, but it can be done. Mm-hmm. All yep. right. All right. 
Well, I think that's enough for me. That's all I've got. Now I'm going to talk for four more hours. No, we're done. Well, I'm going to leave. So okay. I'm going to let you talk. Okay. <laughs> Bye. All right, listeners. Here's the real story behind... Oh, I guess we... I, that was going to be a bit, but we haven't even talked about how to get a hold of us and stuff. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. We're on the internet sometimes. Sometimes. I'm uh, on Twitter at Dr. Teeth with an underscore in the middle of it. And I'm on Twitter at Danica here, D-A-N-I-C-A-H-E-R-E. Um, we don't have a Twitter for the podcast. We do have a website, sytycdanica.wordpress.com. And we do use uh, the hashtag, sytydanica. Nope. You bet. Yeah, you got it. Cool. S-Y-T-Y-C-Danica. <laughs> Ow, I was like, almost have it, but I start to doubt myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you want to find like weird random stuff that we're tweeting, mm-hmm. usually just about, hey, Devin, this would be cool for the podcast. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. I've really curtailed my Twitter lately, which has been helpful mentally. Um, but also. Yeah, it's because it's a hellscape. It's a nightmare. Yeah. It's a nightmare. Also, uh, we uh, did find out, uh, listeners, that So You Think You Dance comes back June 3rd. They changed the date after we recorded this. Right, yeah, June. So, so the, I guess next month is it's back? Well, next month it's back, but we're thinking about doing the auditions all as one big episode like we did last time. So there might be another movie or we might go right into auditions. I don't know. Yeah. But there will be more So You Think You Can Danica. Yeah, we the just content. Figure it out. The content. That's the most important thing. The content. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, we're going to pick a new weirdo, and then they're oh. going to get voted out in the auditions. Like, they oh. always, we always do that. Our sweet weirdos. Yeah, we love them. They just, yeah, they just appeal to us, so. Because we're weirdos. <gasps> we're sweet weirdos. Yes. Oh, weirdos. Aw. Well, thanks for doing this, Devin. Of I course. always have fun. Me too. Yeah. Me too. And now, a four-hour deep dive into Strictly Ballroom. So You Think You Can Danica is recorded by Danica LeBlanc and Devin R. Bruce and is produced by Devin R. Bruce and Danica LeBlanc. Our theme music is You Can Dance by Steve Combs, who has even more excellent pop music at the Free Music Archive. Thanks for listening.